you'll take your Bibles this morning, let's turn to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number 1. <clears throat> we pointed out at the beginning of this series that uh, lines are on the highway. They're established there to um, by uh, the Department of Transportation to keep boundaries, keep people safe for our protection and safety as well as for guidance. But when they get blurred, they can cause immense problems. <laughs> they can cause danger. And in the series, we're seeing how some very important lines established by God, okay? God's established some lines too along life's highway. But they're being blurred by Satan and his cohorts, and in our first message, we saw how the lines of God's authority, Jesus' authority, are being blurred, being blurred. And really, each one of these uh, flow out of that problem. See, the blurring that we're talking about today, it's, it's, a, it's against Jesus' authority, God's authority as well. Uh, in our message last week, we saw how the lines of right and wrong are being blurred. And that goes back to Jesus' authority too. Who establishes what's right and wrong? Well, God does. I mean, His Word does. And so, I want you to understand that each of these point back to that first one. And I, I want us to see today how that the lines related to gender and sex have been blurred and are being blurred in our day and time. Uh, we read and know from God's Word that in the beginning, God created and established two and only two genders or sexes. Let's read our scripture here. Genesis 1, verse number 27 and 28. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, notice, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We see in chapter number 2, verse number 7 says, God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And then down in, in chapter number 2, also in verses 21 through 24, verse 21 says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, notice, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Understand that anything other than that is not of God. Yeah, it wasn't established by God. We read what God established. But rather, it has been sinfully fabricated and devised by Satan and by mankind. 
So how has Satan and those under his control blurred the lines established by God when it comes to the matter of gender or sex? Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be using the scripture later, but we're looking at some things in, happening in society that had have happened to get us to the point, and, and we'll then look at the Word of God. Now, I think we've all heard of the term unisex, right? It was first used during the sexual revolution of the mid-1960s to describe salons that catering to girls and guys who wanted similar haircuts. They did, in other words, non-distinctive, right? Non-distinctive. That may have seemed innocent enough at the time, but it was some of the first blurring of the gender and sex lines during my time. Even as a child of about 10 years of age, I knew that that wasn't right. Nobody didn't have to tell me that there was something wrong with that. However, in the late 1960s, unisex became widely used to describe clothing that, again, was not gender specific. More blurring. More blurring. I mean, you want to just, you know, taking, taking us, did it, happen, did it happen before that time? I'm sure you, pro- you could probably go back and look at some other things that uh, maybe began blurring the lines, but I'm taking you back to when I remember. Okay, I remember the, the, the mid-60s, I remember the late 60s, and by the mid-70s, unisex clothing had become a social phenomenon, creeping up in debates about child-rearing, the, the workplace, military, and uh, conscription, and also bathrooms. That, again, was still more blurring. Today, we can see the lines being blurred in such ways as to make all of that that I just mentioned look like child's play. Okay? But that's how Satan starts. And it has accelerated from that point up until now. And it's really accelerated in the last few years. Now, let's consider the definitions of the past. Understand that Only until recently, the noun, and we're talking about the noun gender, and the noun sex were synonyms. They meant the same thing. Uh, I've got in my office in here two dictionaries. One's from 1828, okay, a long time ago. I I use it uh, to to look up English words in my King James Bible, all right? But uh, according to Noah's Webster, 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language, the noun gender is defined as, quote, a sex, male or female. Okay, that's, what, that's how it's defined. And then I've got another later edition of, uh, that uh, comes from 2003, uh, the Illustrated Oxford Dictionary. It's also in my uh, collection. Gender there is still defined as a person's sex. Now, understand, no confusion at that point. No confusion over the definitions. Now let's consider the changes being made. Those old definitions are being changed by some, both within our society as well as in many places around the world. It's not limited to the United States, but I think it started with us, (laughs) and it sure is spreading. And uh, if they haven't already, you watch for the changes in the new dictionaries that will be coming out from here on. Amen. 
they'll be coming out, and some may be already out for all I know, and they will cha- have changed the definition. The definition of both nouns, gender and sex, have been redefined in order to satisfy the lunatic French. And I'm not being unkind here, okay? I call them that because uh, those who are behind this are for sure depraved at, at, the, at the minimum. And make no mistake, what we're talking about here is a sin problem. It's a sin problem. And some are possibly even demon-controlled. Now, I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm just telling you it like it is this morning. And uh, I, I know uh, the closer you are to a situation, the more that you're going to think that maybe I'm being unkind today. Maybe you've got some friends or family or you've got somebody that you know and love and, that are wrapped up in some of the things that we're talking about. And you're, you're, you're going to have a little bit of resistance to what I'm saying uh, because of that. But I want you to, 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 to understand that uh, what we're talking about, uh, God knows what I'm speaking is the truth. And uh, I want to share with you a quote. In fact, uh, I thought it was so important that I put the whole quote there on you. And so you can, uh, you can follow me uh, along. This, this comes from an article entitled, and I want you to pay attention to this, 68 terms that describe gender identity and expression. Did you catch that? 68 terms. How many God established? Two. Male and female. Sit. Now here, here's the quote. Many people use the terms gender and sex interchangeably. However, gender and sex actually refer to two separate things. Let's pause right there for just a minute. <laughs> you see the blurring of the lines? That's going on. Let's continue. It says, gender is an identity. Your personal sense of who you are. The term can also refer to, get this, because it's important, socially constructed categories. That means that mankind has come up with this stuff. That's what it means. That, that relate to what it means to be a man or a woman. What does the Bible say it means to be a man or a woman? how God established them, amen, in the beginning. Sex, let's continue, sex refers to biological and physiological characteristics. Your genitals, hormones, and chromosomes all relate to your sex. Although many are taught that there are only two sexes, male and female, that isn't true. Now, he just called God a liar, okay? What did God say to were? Male and female. It's just two. That's calling God a liar. When you say that, that, that the Bible is not true, that you're calling him a liar. Let's look again here. The, the categories used for sex and gender are socially constructed. There's that phrase again. Socially constructed. That means man-made. All right? This doesn't mean that sex and gender aren't real but that the way people conceptualize them isn't in the fabric of the universe. What? Isn't in the fabric of the universe? It's in the fabric of God's Word, and God's the one that created the universe, so it is in the fabric of the universe. It says they, this guy thinks it can, can and does change. God set them into the fabric, but sin has corrupted it. 
and I hate that I'm going to have to pop another uh, cough drop, but I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to have some trouble here, and so I'm going to have to do this. <clears throat> I'm going to have to take a drink of water as well. <laughs> Still not over this cough. <laughs> Now, that quote came from a website <coughs> that gives 68 types. But listen, this is not in your notes. I also found one entitled 81 types. 81 types of genders and gender identities. It's an A to Z list. They list them using it. And that source is Chris Drew. He's a Ph.D. And... Uh, if you want to look it up, it's helpfulprofessor.com. Not very helpful, is he? Helpfulprofessor.com. <clears throat> now, we hear the term. You ever heard the term gender dysphoria? hear it a lot these days. Gender dysphoria. It's thrown around a lot, quite a bit. Did you know that gender dysphoria wasn't even a term until 2013? 2013. We're talking about just 11 years ago. While I've been your pastor, they came up with that term. I've been here 15, and 11 years ago, they came up with it. Before that time, it used to be referred to as gender identity disorder. Gender identity disorder. A disorder is bad. Well, they had to they had to get rid of the stigma. <clears throat> In fact, it was, it was called um, a disorder back in 1980 by the American Psychiatric Associations. Uh, you could find it in their Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, um, the third edition. Uh, that's the official listing of psychiatric disorders by the American Psychiatric Association. And... According to that manual in 1980, it was comprised then of transsexuality, gender identity disorder of childhood, and transvestic fetishism. Now, we're into a whole lot more today. Amen? I mean, we, they were just dealing with three things back in that time. What is a disorder? Well, primarily it's defined as a lack of order, confusion. Medically, can also refer to an ailment or disease. <clears throat> what is a dysphoria? What's a dysphoria? It's a state of unease or mental discomfort. Now, those both came from my 2003 dictionary, the definitions. But the diagnosis of gender dysphoria didn't appear until the fifth edition in 2013. Okay, fifth edition. And they changed the term in order to remove the stigma associated with the term disorder. And guess what? I bet, you, I bet you they are in the process of changing it from gender dysphoria to just gender differences. Because dysphoria still has a stigma to it. Okay? Gender dysphoria is defined as a condition where a person experiences distress relating to their assigned gender, their sex, and or sex characteristics. 
So it was recognized in 1980 as a form of mental disorder, mental illness, and 33 years later, 2013, they changed how they viewed it so as to remove the stigma. Now, many of you know that my wife and I, we don't watch a lot of TV. Okay? We watch, I, I enjoy watching sports, primarily football. Okay? Just admit it. I watch football and we watch some news. And we enjoy a couple of programs. We enjoy watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy until recently. Okay? It's, you don't have as much enjoyment with it anymore. Uh, for years we enjoyed it, and, but not so much lately as both have been inundated with folks who have blurred the lines of what God established in the beginning. I'm speaking of the lines related to gender, sex, marriage, and family as they were established by God in the beginning. Just last year, I want to give you an example. <clears throat> if, you, if you were watching Jeopardy Masters tournament, yeah, it's a new part of it. They had the, the really good players to come back and see who's the best of the best. Okay? Well, they had the Jeopardy Masters tournament. One of the contestants was a transgender woman. What's a transgender woman? Well, that's, that's nothing more than a biological man who is pretending to be a woman and even trying to make the transition into being a woman by having surgeries. In fact, he used some money from Jeopardy to pay for the reconstruction of, of, of the body. Admitted that on TV. What, what he cannot change are his chromosomes. Okay? He will always be a male in the eyes of God, no matter how much he pretends otherwise. And can I say he's a very poor specimen for a male, but still a male. The genes don't lie. Okay? Another of the contestants, okay, that's just one of the contestants. Another of the contestants in that same tournament was a biological woman who identified as non-binary. And that was the first time I ever heard of that. What in the world is non-binary? That is not a man, not a woman. Well, is that a it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just asking. Um, sounds schizophrenic to me. I mean, they, they, the host had to refer to her as they and them, just like she had multiple personalities or something. So, I'm serious. I, you, you can check this stuff out. That, that's what they did on there. Are you confused yet? There's ever-increasing confusion over this subject. And that tells you right there on the surface that it is not of God. Okay? 1 Corinthians 14.33 says very clearly, For God is not the author of confusion. So if confusion is in it, God ain't in it. God's not in it. There's so much confusion, listen, that the number of genders is said to be fluid. Now, fluid is something I, I thought that we drank or that we put in our vehicles to keep them from burning up, you know, keep it, the engine from seizing. We put oil, and that's a fluid. Put transmission fluid. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm drinking water up here. That's a fluid. But fluid, what they're talking about, it flows. Yeah. Uh, 
number of genders are said to be fluid. Those who list them can't even agree on the numbers because they are ever increasing as sinful mankind takes opportunities in and even pleasures in the confusion. They like to disrupt with the confusion. They enjoy the confusion. They are doing that against what previously had been thousands of centuries of God-established societal norms. I mean, this, this, this only came up in the last century. Last century, this century. Yeah. Now, let's consider the Word of God. That's where we want. And I told you to take a little bit to get here, but we're, we're, we're here now. God's order can be seen in God's earlier creation of animal life. When you read here, look at Genesis 1, look at verse number 20. I want you to notice, and God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, that the, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now skip over to chapter number 6. Because we are told how that God made them male and female. <laughs> and uh, in Noah's day, we know in, a, in a, uh, Genesis 6, verse number 19, uh, the Lord told him, when he told him to build an ark, he says, and, and of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. Notice, they shall be male and female. They should be male and female. Look at chapter 7, verse 15. And they went in unto Noah, into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And, and they, went, they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. So the two genders or sexes was for the purpose of procreation. God had told them to be fruitful and multiply. That's even extended to the animals, right? Uh, procreation is the bringing of, uh, of offspring into existence by the natural process of reproduction as God designed. God designed that. Evolution didn't design it. Okay? That's a, one of the problems with evolution. <clears throat> At what point did you have a female and a male evolve into? Yeah, that's, it's not, it is illogical. No, not, no logic at all. Uh, 
You, many of you know that I, I grew up on a small farm. My dad <laughs> had the farm to keep us boys busy. Uh, I got two brothers, one older, one younger. Uh, the younger one's gone home to be with the Lord. My older brother's still around, but we we grew up on a farm. And when my dad would go and uh, purchase animals, <clears throat> he would purchase males and females. You know why he would do that? So he could expand his flock. Amen. We had a heifer named Betsy, and she was prolific. All you had to do is have a bull, and you would have a calf. Uh, she 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 did uh, did us good, provided meat for our table for a long time. Uh, we had uh, goats, we had pigs also, and the same thing. We had uh, we had males and females, so that they would multiply, so that we didn't have to go out and buy all of the. Uh, all of the uh, 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 meat that we needed. So God's order can be seen in the animal world. God's order can be seen in God's creation of mankind. We read it in Genesis 1, verse 27 and 28, uh, and we read it in our, our text. But I want you to look at Genesis chapter number 5 also. Look at Genesis chapter number 5. <clears throat> don't have you, but I'm not going to read all of those uh, verses again. We already clearly established that uh, God created the male and female. Look at uh, verse number two of chapter number five. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Adam just simply means man. Adam's name was man. <laughs> if we had it, gave him an English name. But God and only God created and established mankind. He's the only one that did it. The many years of teaching evolution is part of the problem. Okay? If evolution happened, then well, you know, the things that they're talking about, well, man's just evolved to, to why did this happen? Why did this happen just in the late last century? And, and now in this century. Well, they would tell you it's evolution. Evolution. And we're just, we're just, man's just evolving. Let me, let me share with you. Okay, This is from this past week. Okay? January 25th. That's Thursday of this week, I think. And um, it's from the New York Post. Nearly twice as many Gen Z adults identify as LGBTQ than millennials, the survey says. Okay, let me, I'm going to quote from the article. And it's got a, uh, it's very interesting here. Now, Generation Z uh, is, uh, of course, later than the. Um, I'm a baby boomer. Most most of us in here are baby boomers. Might have some some from the silent generation. 1928 to 1945 is called the silent generation. 46 through 64, if you were born during then, you're a baby boomer. And then you got Gen Xers in 1965 to 1980. You got millennials, eight, 1981 to 1996. And the Generation Z adults are those born 1997 through 2012. Okay. Uh, keep that in mind. 
And the present generation is called Generation Alpha. That seems to be a little backwards to me. I mean, you go to the Z and now you've got to go back to A. But listen to this. A recent study found that Generation Z adults are much more likely to identify as LGBTQ than older generations. More than one in four Generation Z adults, the later ones, in the, in the United States identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer. A new survey just released by the Public Religion Research Institute found that. The survey found that 28%, listen to that, one out of every four adults, 18 to 25, that's Generation Z, okay, one-fourth identify as part of the LGBTQ community. This goes to show that this uh, youngest generation of adults, um, only about 10% of all adults, 16% of millennials, 7% of Generation X, 4% of baby boomers, and 4% of silent gener the silent generation identify. Okay? But Generation Z, it shot up to 28%. What's the reason for that? Our education system, and also television, media. Okay? It's all uh, being promoted. Um, and uh, the promotion of it has caused the uh, explosion of it. I, that's all I'm going to share on. Okay, so <laughs> other parts of it. If you want to read the article, I, I'll give you the article. But <clears throat> understand that uh, <clears throat> when God created <clears throat> and established. Mankind, he did so as male and female only. And one main purpose in doing that was, again, for procreation that life might multiply on the earth. And Jesus even acknowledged that in Matthew 19, verse 4. I'm not going to have you turn there. I'm just going to quote it here. Matthew 19, verse number 4. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And that's also quoted in uh, Mark chapter number 10, verses 6 through 9. So, God's order, male, female. That's it. Anything outside of God's order is man-made. It's man-made, not from God. Okay? Stick with the Word of God. <laughs> Plain and simple. The lines are being blurred to such an extent that it's often hard to tell exactly what we are seeing or interacting with. You ever been in a store and you got, what is it? Is that a male or is that a female? Sometimes you can't tell, can you? It's, you're confused. But that confusion doesn't come from God. Okay? A male playing the role of a female is nevertheless, in reality, a male. A female playing the role of a male is nevertheless, in reality, female. That is true regardless of whatever transitions or surgeries have been made 
or are planned to be made. Let's wrap this up. If you are on the wrong side of these issues yourself, let me just be kind. You need to repent. (laughs) Need to turn back to God. Return to God's side. And if you think that uh, that other side's got something that's going for it, and uh, that's okay, uh, you're in the wrong, and you need to repent. Stick with what the Word of God teaches, what God says. And that's regardless of if the government even deems it a hate crime, which in some places, areas, I think Canada, it's deemed a hate crime up there. And it's fixing to be that way here for long. It'll be that way here. But I ain't backing off. I'll be in jail. Okay. Come see me. Come pray with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, some of you be in there with me, that's for sure. And that's regardless of if we have family or friends caught up in some of the form of what we've talked about. Some of you have some family and friends that are in this, and you, you kind of have a tendency to, um, to, to kind of go to that side a little bit. Don't, don't be tempted to do that. doesn't make it right. And it's regardless of where our family and friends stand on these issues. If you've got, you got somebody in your family and they're out there, they're out there in the world, especially if you've got young people that are going to a public school and they come home and they've been taught this and they've been indoctrinated this way, uh, you, can kind of, you can kind of begin moving. Listen, we're not to move. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. That ought to be where we stand. What else should we do? Well, pray for those caught up in the confusion and, and sh- share the love of Christ with them. Amen? Through the gospel. Pray for our leaders who are stirring up and fostering the confusion. It goes to the top. It goes to the top. Vote for leaders who will stand on God's side of these issues. Blurring the lines. We're not done yet. We're done today. Next time we're going to take a look, Lord willing, at how Satan blurs the lines in another area of our lives, and that is what's reality? Do you know what reality is? Well, it sure ain't reality TV. If you think that's reality, you're sadly deceived. It's not reality. That's made for television entertainment. That's all it is. That's all it is. But we're going to take a look at the broad spectrum. What is reality? We're going to talk about arti- uh, the uh, artificial intelligence. Okay, I'm talking about, I got, I got some quotes that I'm going to bring from this week of artificial intelligence. All right. If you're not saved this morning, come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. and He'll help clear up these things. Start believing the Bible. Take God at His Word. Let's pray. Father, uh, Lord, this is a wicked world we live in, getting increasingly more that way. And we pray even so come, Lord Jesus, and deliver us who have believed on Jesus out of this wicked world and this mess that we're in. Help us to not be moved. Help us to not be afraid either, to stand for good and for right. We pray, Lord, that you would help us in these areas and 
help us to stand firmly where we should stand. If there's one here today who doesn't know Christ, help them to come to know Jesus today so they can see the truth. Lord, we, we pray that uh, if there's somebody on the wrong side of the issue, that they will repent and get back on the right side where they need to be. Have your way in this invitation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.